Nikki Romani here, and today I am going to share a talk I gave at FCA at the school that I work for. So FCA is Fellowship of Christian Athletes. I work at a non-religious school, so this is a great opportunity for students who have similar faiths to come together at lunch. They have free food and listen to someone speak. So a few weeks ago, I had the opportunity to speak to them. So today, I want to share what I talked with them about. But before I do that, I want to share some exciting news with you. I have a new website. If you've ever visited my website before, NikkiRomani.com, it was a little outdated. So I have revamped, refreshed. It has a fresh new look. So go check it out. NikkiRomani.com. It has my book, my podcasts, blogs. Also, I'm taking new coaching clients right now. So if you're interested in working with me, send me a message. Welcome to the True Identity Podcast, where we will discuss topics related to your physical, mental, and spiritual health. I'm your host, Nikki Romani. As a certified life coach and athletic trainer, I am passionate about helping individuals discover their true potential, becoming their authentic self, all the while enjoying life in the process. Are you ready to get started? Let's go. There were about 40 students that came to that meeting, and I was so excited to talk to them and felt so honored that I was asked to speak to them. And I am going to share with you what I spoke about because I think it's a good reminder for all of us. It's about our identity and what our identity lies in. So this is what I spoke to them about. So here we go. Where does your identity lie? What is your identity? Is it in the clothes you wear, the place you live, the school you go to? Is it in the sport you play? What does identity mean to you? Think about that for a moment. And I asked all of them to share what identity means. So if you want to think about for a moment, what does identity mean to you? I looked up the definition and identity is defined as the distinguishing character or personality of an individual. The condition of being the same with something. The problem with putting your identity in things of this world is that it's fleeting and always changing and can be gone in a moment. Say you play a sport and you get injured and life as you knew it as a baseball player, soccer player, basketball player is over. Before you identified yourself as a basketball player or even an athlete and now you are injured and you can't play and you don't even know if you ever will again. That's devastating, right? Maybe you won't get injured, but what if you don't play sports in college? Remember, this is what I talked about to high school students who are athletes and put a lot of who they are into the sport that they play and a lot of pressure from their parents, from teammates to play in the next level. So I just wanted to remind them (laughs) that not all of them are going to be able to play in college, but this can be for you too. So if you put your identity in your work or in the things that you do, and what if you do get injured doing something or you get in a car accident, what happens when all that's gone? 
So if you identify yourself as those things, like an athlete, for example, what happens when your career is over? Who are you? I struggled with this and my identity in college because I played club volleyball and I'm still very active, but I was in a bad snowboarding accident and I wasn't able to play volleyball. I missed two weeks of classes. I couldn't work out. I was devastated. My identity as an athlete was stripped from me in an instant, and I didn't know if I would ever be able to play volleyball or work out like I used to again. I went through a season of depression and grief. I didn't know who I was. I went through a season of self-discovery and realized there is only one person to put my identity in. He is never changing, forever constant, loves unconditionally, faithful, and it doesn't matter what happens in this life if you if your identity is secure in him. Do you know who this is? <laughs> yes, it's Jesus. How do you put your identity in Jesus? Do you remember the definition of identity? Being the same with something. To have identity in Jesus, you must become like Jesus. So how do you become like Jesus? You spend time with him. The more time you spend with him, the more you will become like him. If you spend time with your friends, a lot of time with your friends, do you start talking like them, dressing like them, acting like them? It's the same for Jesus. The more time you spend with him, the more you will act and sound like him. I want to give three practical ways to become more like Jesus. The first is prayer. To talk with him. Did you know that you can talk with God whenever and wherever? He is always with you. It says in Hebrews 13, 5, Never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. In Philippians 4, 6, it says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. James 4, 8 says, Come near to God and he will come near to you. So pray as you're walking to work, driving to work, walking around where you're living, or in this case, I told them to pray as they're walking to class before a test, during a game, before a game, anytime you can pray to God and you have access to him. And if you don't know what to say, just say the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. There oftentimes, I don't know what to pray or how to pray for someone or in the situation that I'm in, so I'll just say the name of Jesus. And guess what? The Holy Spirit will interpret for you. The second way is to read the Bible. God shows us who he is in his word. The words in the book of the Bible are God-breathed, meaning the authors of the books were inspired by God and he gave them the words to write. It says in 2 Timothy 3, 16, that all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. This book is the most published and most translated in all of history. I'm talking about the whole Bible. And its words have been preserved for thousands of years. There is no other book like that. 
and it's living and active. So the words that you read can transform your heart. And even if you read them over and over again, it can transform you in a new way each time. It's living and active and God speaks to us. The Holy Spirit speaks to us in different ways when we read the Bible. The third way is to spend time the way you would a friend. You got to create a relationship with him. I am going to read a little excerpt from my book about a relationship with Jesus. I wrote a book called A God You've Never Met, Who is the Holy Spirit? And in this book, I talk about the importance of having a relationship, that it's not about religion, but a relationship with Jesus and God, Holy Spirit. So here we go. The more I walk with the Lord, the more I realize it is my responsibility to take ownership of my relationship with him, to create the space to listen and be with him, to invite him into every part of my life. There is always more to be discovered about God. If we knew everything about him, we'd be overwhelmed. Our human brains would never be able to fathom the power and greatness of the God of this universe. It's a great mystery we will forever continue to unfold. How exciting is that? God wants a relationship with us. Think of your loved ones. Do you make time to be with them? Do you laugh with them, cry with them? Do you go on adventures with them? Do you want to be around them? Think of God as a loved one. He wants to be with you, spend time with you, and join you on your adventures. The little stuff you care about, he cares about too. To keep a relationship alive, you must pour into the relationship from both sides. That's how it should be with God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. Spend time with him. Strengthen your relationship. It doesn't come from you talking with someone else who then relays your message to God. That's not how it works. You have direct access to the God of the universe, and he wants a relationship with you. Spend time with the one you desire to be like. He will meet you where you are. He will meet you in the dark places. He will meet you in the sorrow. He will meet you in the pit. He will meet you in the storage closet. There's a reference to that earlier in this chapter. He will meet you there because he wants to pull you out. He wants you to reach out your hand because he will grab it and pull you out of your dark places and into the light. I like to call my times with Jesus, Jesus dates. I'll bring my Bible and a journal and read and write what's on my mind at the beach, park, my balcony. I'll also talk with him while I'm having a picnic or riding my bike, going on a hike. Being in nature is a great place to experience and be with God. So get creative. Any way that you feel like you can connect with God Create time in your schedule to do it. You have to be intentional about this or it's never going to happen. Why is it important to have a relationship with God? I want to give five reasons, and there are so many more, but here's five to keep it simple. God is love, and he loves you. He loves you unconditionally. That means there is nothing you can do or cannot do to be loved by him. Like it says in 1 John 4, 7 through 10. The second is he is our helper. Did you know we can go to him for anything? He can and will help you at all times. Hebrews 13, 6. The Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? 
The third is he comforts you, like it says in 2 Corinthians 1, 3-4. Number four, he will take your fears and anxiety, 1 Peter 5, 6-7. And number five, to have a peace which transcends all understanding, Philippians 4, 4-7. I want to encourage you this week that as you live about your day-to-day, that you will practice praying and talking with Jesus. Make time to be with him so you can be more like him and have a secure identity in him. And just as I prayed with these students at FCA, I'm going to pray over us now. Jesus, thank you so much for your word. Thank you so much for scripture and that you speak to us through the living and active word that is yours and that we have access to it so easily. And we have access to you no matter where or when we can talk to you at any time. So I pray that we will do that, that we will realize the access that we have, that we will secure our identity in you and nothing else, that you are the only thing that we should put person that we should put our identity in. So thank you so much for who you are and your promises to us and that you are a good father who loves his children and wants us to be more like you. Amen. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, your true identity is not what you do, but who you are. And you are awesome.